morning. You're listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM, New Haven's home for community radio, broadcasting live from downtown New Haven. We're streaming live on TuneIn Radio and newhavenindependent.org. We're also streaming live on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com, New Haven Independent, or go to uh, facebook.com, Fit Muslimah. You're listening to Mornings with Mubaraka, where we talk about national issues from a local level through a lens of diversity. And I want to welcome you to the show this wonderful, wonderful Wednesday morning. I think maybe we have spring. Maybe spring has possibly arrived. And it didn't arrive last night. It actually didn't even arrive early this morning because it was cold. It was very, very cold. But when I came out to come to the radio show, I was like, hmm, spring may have arrived. So today, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for listening. We are just going to have a little gab talk. Today we are talking current events. We are talking a, a little bit about everything. So as we go through our show today, if you have a comment or a question about the topic that we're talking about, you can give me a call at 203-872-7356 or 203-684-8907. So for everybody who follow me on social media, you will know that I had a very exciting weekend. My son got married. It is the first child that I have that has gotten married. So I am super excited about that. So I want to congratulate Ismail and Ayana, the beautiful new couple, um, in, their, uh, in their marriage. And we wish them all the best and success and long life and long love. So I was super excited uh, this weekend. It was a exciting and exhausting weekend but we really, really enjoyed ourselves. Um, and it's two families coming together. So we are happy to even have her entire family now a part of our family. So we're excited about that as well. Um, it's interesting having a kid that's, that is, uh, that's now married. I don't know if it actually like totally has set in for me yet. I mean, I know that it happened. I know that they are on their honeymoon right now, but I guess when I actually see them kind of like standing next to each other, holding hands, I'm going to be like, wow, I have a kid that's married. <laughs> Makes you feel a little aged. I don't use the O word. I'm not old, <laughs> but it makes you feel just a tad bit aged, but uh, in a good way, in a good way, of course. So what is going on in the world today? So this is there. We've been having some really interesting uh, news lately. So I actually just got a notification that uh, Mark Zuckerberg is starting his second day of testimony. I see that he's starting. So this is really interesting. I don't know if people are paying attention to what's happening in the um, right now in Congress with Mark Zuckerberg, the owner and founder of Facebook with his um with his testimony, but it's been a really interesting, I didn't watch the entire thing yesterday. I only watch bits and pieces. So for people who are not really paying attention, what Congress is doing is they are having, 
long story, the kind of like condensed version of it is they are having him to testify about how Facebook works in protecting privacy of uh, its users because it is the largest online social media platform um, anywhere. (laughs) And uh, they are considering if the federal government should put regulations. So right now, social media apps, all of these things, for the most part, they're self-regulated. They, you know, there are some uh, very few and far in between uh, federal regulations, things like, you know, you can't give an account to a child under 13 kind of stuff. Um, So, he, what the government is doing is they're trying to figure out if they are going to create their own regulations. But it was a really interesting testimony. I think that um, it was interesting because most of the Congress people, they very obviously didn't even know like how it even works. <laughs> so it's really hard to grill somebody on something that you really don't know what's going on. So there was this one congressman and he kept on ax he kept asking uh um Mark Zuckerberg um does Facebook track the messages if someone sends a message in WhatsApp so if you don't know Facebook owns Facebook obviously it owns WhatsApp it brought WhatsApp it also owns Instagram um so it asked him if people are messaging on WhatsApp Will they see an ad? He said, for example, if they're talking about Black Panther on WhatsApp, will they see an ad for Black Panther or an ad banner um, on their timeline? And so uh, Mark Zuckerberg's response was WhatsApp messages are encrypted and we don't see what is um, what people are messaging in WhatsApp. And so. This, the the representative kept insisting, that's not my question. My question is, will people see a banner if they are messaging about something in WhatsApp? So it was very obvious that he didn't understand what encrypted mean <laughs> meant because like he kept rephrasing the question and Zuckerberg just looked so confused like, dude, I just told you we don't know what people are... <laughs> are messaging each other on WhatsApp. How am I going to show them a banner when I don't know what they said? Dude. (laughs) So (laughs) it was really, really interesting. Or the senator that gave a shout out for his 13-year-old son who likes Instagram. (laughs) That was funny, okay? That tickled me. I was like, that little boy is so proud right now, but (laughs) that was so inappropriate. So I thought that I was quite funny, but it's really, you know, I I learned some really interesting things about developments that uh, Facebook is is doing. And of course, like how much of our information that we are giving to them Um, when one of the representatives or senator, he held up the terms of service that we sign, you know, anytime that you sign up for any social media account you have to agree to the terms of service. Generally, we see like this long page with all of this stuff. And you're probably like me, like most people. We just scroll, scroll, scroll because we know if we don't say yes, we can't have the account. So we just scroll, scroll, scroll. You don't read nothing. You just click, I agree to the terms of service and then you get your account. Well, the terms of service is like this thick. And I was like, wow, we really don't know all the stuff that we're agreeing to for them to have, do we? 
Me personally, I know a lot of people, they're like, they put a lot of restrictions on their account. All of my accounts is like public. I don't know. I just have like, just my personal thing, you know, after your life has been detailed on Oprah and like 50 million people literally have seen it, I'm like, what do I have to be secretish about? Right. <laughs> Everybody know I got kids. They know how many. They know what, how old I was when I got married, how long me and my husband been married. Like, I don't have nothing else to like hide from people. So <laughs> all my stuff is pretty much public. But there is a con to that because this morning I discovered that someone made a fake Instagram account and they took all of my pictures from my Instagram, even my profile picture. And my new daughter-in-law actually sent it to me and like, do you, this person actually tagged me and stuff. Do you know that this was created? And I was like, no. So in this morning I had to spend like 30 minutes trying to figure out how to report an impersonation account on Instagram. And I did, and hopefully it'll be taken down. Um, so if it's a picture of me on something and it says anything other than Fit Muslima, then it's not me. And I don't have numbers or the or the official. It just says Fit Muslima on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, on Snapchat. I'm Fit Muslima on all of those things. Any other name is not me. It's an impersonation account. So that is one of the uh, cons, the drawbacks of having a public account. You do have people that will do things like that. So when Zuckerberg was testifying, one of the things that um, I know, and this might be a little bit like, I don't know if this is shallow, but it, I was, I'm, tell, I'm being honest, I was actually quite distracted as to how pale he was. <laughs> like, not like pale because he's white, because I was like actually looking at him compared to the other white people that were there. And he is quite pale. I'm not sure. Is he like always that pale or was he just nervous? Like he's, he's, he's like really pale. I was like, so <laughs> Trevor Noah was like, he, he kind of looked like a Westwood, a Westworld character. So there's a show called Westworld <laughs> and the, um, they make robots that look like human beings and you can kind of like go in this alternate reality with these robots and they, function like human beings and everything. And you like, you can't tell the difference um, between them and a human being. And uh, he sort of kind of like looked like that. So maybe they sent, so the conspiracy theory is it wasn't really Zuckerberg. They sent a clone in on his behalf. <laughs> like, And the way he looked, I would totally not completely disagree or be shocked if we find out in like, 20 years that it was really his clone and he was trying some new artificial intelligence. <laughs> I would totally not be shocked. I would be sitting in my rocking chair going, mm -hmm, I knew it <laughs> for real completely. I thought it was, it was really, I was like a little, I just, it, I just kept like, as I was looking at him talking, it just kept popping in my mind. Like when they would show like a split screen between him and the, um, a representative that was questioning him. I just was like, why is he so pale? Like, is he that nervous? He shouldn't be nervous because they obviously not asking him the right questions because he was able to stick to his script. Like he, everything was yes, no, I'll get back to you. We can talk offline. Like he really stuck to his script and I'm not mad at him. You know, I love social media. I love Mark Zuckerberg because I love Facebook, so I don't want him to get in trouble. <laughs> but 
he really ain't answer those questions, y'all. <laughs> I like him, but he ain't really answer those questions. So that's really it. So why? So here's a here is why is this important to us? And if you have a comment as to why you think Facebook privacy is important or what your uh, perspective was. If you watched yesterday, you can give me a call at 203-872-7356 or you can give me a call at 203-684-8907. So Facebook, the privacy of Facebook and uh, its impact on us really took center stage around the election. We had a lot of problems around the election not just um, the election itself, but social media's contribution to it. So we hear all of these things about how like, oh, Russia hacked the elections. They they didn't technically like hack our polls. But what they did was there is lots of evidence and social and uh, Facebook have actually shut down thousands of sites that um, thousands of Facebook pages that were actually um built by Russians who really psychologically manipulated us in a lot of different ways. So here are some of the things that, and and there there are thousands of the sites, so I don't know like all of the details, but some of the interesting ones that I came across was there was actually a page and a website that was um, all about black people and black empowerment And it was actually run by Russians because the idea behind it was to really divide people in America. So when we talk about the division of, um, uh, you know, now uh, one of the things that is often said is that, oh, we're seeing the true colors of the racists. We're seeing white people who have always been racist really show their true colors. But one of the other if you flip it on the other side of the coin and you and you actually look up at what's going on, it's not just that uh, people who are racist are being more blatantly racist. We are also in some ways being manipulated the other way, where if we actually talk more about how bad it is for black people or all of the, 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 um, and not that it's not bad for black people, but if we push black people the other way, make them feel more militant, make them feel more oppressed, make it creates this divide. And not, of course, it's not that black people don't have a reason to feel that way anyway, but to really push that narrative more on black people. So that is really interesting. Actually, one of the things on my news feed this morning was Facebook shut down a Facebook page, one of the largest Black Lives Matter Facebook page. It had 700,000 followers and it was ran by a white guy. Yep. (laughs) So when we think of that's why it's really important for us not to get our news from one source. I know for me personally, I have very intentionally over the last month tried to diversify my feed. So some of the things that happens to us in the way that we think about it. So the way that we think about kind of we're getting our news and our perception of the world is many of us get most of our news from our social media, what social media shows us. And that really is a way of 
us being manipulated in the way that you think, because this is the reason this is one of the key reasons that I believe that so many people on the left was shocked that Trump won the presidency because on our news feed, you see your friends voting for Hillary, your friends voting for Bernie and everything that you see. 90 percent of the stuff that you see is agreeing with your narrative of the world. We did not even see the other side. We didn't see anything that was going on. And their narrative was the exact same way. They saw all of the support for Trump's campaign and all of the things that he was saying, and they don't see the other side. So it's really important that we not only why we not only pay attention, but also pay attention to a variety sort a variety of sources. Um, one of the really profound quotes that I recently read was most people believe that they are thinking, but they're just rearranging their prejudices. And that's really, really profound because as we are in a internet and social media world where our news feeds and our internet ads and the things that the computer is showing us, it's actually showing us things in this light. It's showing us things just to rearrange our current prejudices. It's showing us the things that we are interested in. It's showing us when you Google something, it automatically does what you're interested in. I was reading an article yesterday and it actually showed you how to go into your Google and look at what Google is showing. What has your computer logged at the thing as the things that you are interested in? You can actually go and see it and you can remove and add stuff and all that other stuff. But it would be really interesting for you to go in there and you to remove all of the categories and then see how your Internet is diversified and how your news feed is diversified. If it did not track all of the things that it perceives that you are um, that you're interested in. So. We just I just think that we should just be aware like I I don't think social media is going anywhere. I don't think that Facebook is going to change so drastically that we're not going to, you know, get we're not going to be on it. Like literally, if Facebook was a country, it would be the second largest country in the world. So that's how many people are on Facebook in America. Eight out of every 10 adults have a Facebook page and most of them are active on it. So it's not going anywhere anytime soon. We just have to learn how to use it in a good manner and use it in a way that benefits us and don't allow it to manipulate us. There's a lot of good things that happens on Facebook. Um, but I do think that there, you know, I don't know. I'm kind of mixed feelings about whether or not the government should regulate social media. Now, when governments start putting their hands and stuff, stuff got getting messed up. I'm like, maybe some very, I have to agree with Zuckerberg's answer on that. One of the representatives asked him, um, does he support federal regulations of social media? And he was like, the right regulations. So I'm going to have to agree with him on that. The right regulations. I don't know if I want government like dictating what I see on social media. Like that's one of the reasons why we live in a free country and not in, um, 
someplace that is a dictatorship or communist country where we only see what the government wants us to see. So it's important. So it, that's important. That's a type of freedom. You know, we as we become more technologically advanced, the uh, definition of freedom in America is going to change. And I think that this is one of the ways that it's going to change. It's not just, you know, freedom of speech is not literally what you say, but it's also what you're able to post, what you're able to view. That's a part of of our freedom. If you are just tuning in, then you're listening to Mornings with Mubaraka on WNHHLP 103.5 FM, New Haven's home for community radio, broadcasting live from downtown New Haven, Connecticut. We're streaming live on TuneIn Radio and NewHavenIndependent.org. We are also streaming live on Facebook. You can find us on the New Haven Independent Facebook page, or you can find us on the Fit Muslim Facebook page. We're streaming live on both. So we're actually streaming live on like five places. You can like find us on Independent Facebook page, Independent website. You can find us on TuneIn. So TuneIn, and I actually, this is new for me. So I did not know that we are on TuneIn Radio. So what is TuneIn Radio? Because I just found out, so I'm going to tell you. It's actually an app and a website where you can actually listen to New Haven Independent all day long. You are so lucky. <laughs> but And you can listen to it no matter what country you're in. You can actually listen if you're in, uh, Harry said, China, you know, anywhere where you have Internet access, you can actually listen to New Haven Independent. Um, um, radio. So you, the uh, tune in radio, is that the website? Tune in radio.com. Is that it? It's tune in.com. Tune in.com. And if you, if you're in New Haven or wherever you are, if you look, you can look up, you can go to browse and look up by country or look up by state. Okay. You know, even look up once you go to Connecticut, it gives you New Haven, Hartford, and you yeah. can look up by town or oh, okay. city. So Okay. All right. Awesome. And cool. for people who didn't see, that's our station manager, Harry. <laughs> um, so you could actually go to tunein.com and you can look up Connecticut and you can look up New Haven and you can find WNHHLP radio. Um, so that's awesome. So now let's gossip a little bit. I'm gossip. I know I talk about a lot of things, but sometimes I gossip a little bit. So. This is my new fascination, and y'all might think this is weird, but I sometimes I got little parts of me that I hold back. I don't tell everybody everything. I am fascinated with Cardi B. <laughs> I gotta be honest. <laughs> she tickles me. <laughs> so, when Cardi B first came out, I was like, what in the world? Like, her first song, Bodak Yellow, I was like, oh, clutching my pearls. <laughs> So she totally made me clutch my pearls on that one. And I was like, tag on it. She like took it to a whole nother level. You know it's bad when you like, when she make Nicki Minaj look like a good girl. I was like, Lord have mercy. She done made Nicki Minaj look like she, I want her to babysit my kids. Like, <laughs> bad world. But as I start to listen to her uh, interviews now, her pre-Bodak Yellow stuff was a bit crass, to say the least. <laughs> she was she really did say some things that we would categorize as 
ghetto-ness, <laughs> really, <laughs> when she first started. But over since the success of Bodak Yellow and then finesse her duo with Bruno Mars, I see a little bit of maturity in her, which was some because she, she's given some really actually thoughtful answers to. I mean, she says they do these little clips where they like get advice from Cardi B and she says some things. If you ask her about the wrong things, <laughs> she would be blatantly honest with you. But <laughs> and she says some things that make you clutch your pearls, raise your eyebrows, roll your eyes. But every so often she actually says little things that really make sense. So I'm like watching her. So now I guess um I found out on 50 Cent's Instagram page <laughs> that she was pregnant. So Cardi B is pregnant, if you did not know. And um, we know uh, several months ago she got engaged. I don't even know who her, what her fiance's name is, but we, we know that she's engaged. So now she revealed, apparently she revealed on Saturday Night Live that um, she was pregnant in her, her nice shapely um, white dress and her big belly there. And she did an interview with, um, actually, I don't know who the interview was with because I just watched the video. And it was really interesting because she was saying, like, why are people concerned about her being pregnant? And she's like, I say this in the humblest way. She's like, I'm a millionaire. <laughs> I'm like, you go, girl. <laughs> she's like, so it's not like, you know, I'm going to be struggling. She's, she said, you know, I know that this music business can go up and down but if I do make the right money moves I'll stay a millionaire she's like her even if and she said if god forbid even if she did not get married the father of her baby is a good father because apparently he has three other kids this will be the fourth and he takes care of his other kids um she's like so he's a good dad even uh this even if nothing else turns out he is a good dad and so she was like, and it's, you know, her life. She was like, why can't she have it all? She was like, people think that she's ruining her career. She's heard that people say she's ruining her career, that this is not the time. And she feels like she can have a career and have a baby. And I was like, that's real. That was actually a really thoughtful response. Like she's really thinking about like, how is this going to impact every aspect of my life and my child's life? And she said it in her own way. Of course, I did not say it the way she phrased it. I mean, she phrased it very similarly. She didn't say anything crass. But I thought it was really, really thoughtful of her. She's really interesting. I was watching last night. We was watching, um, oh, I can't remember what show. She was on one of the late night talk shows. And it, and it was kind of funny. And she was, like, given, like, an interpretation of she's, like, created this, like, on her own language and what, when do you say it and when it's appropriate? And it was actually quite funny. But it's really interesting. She also says things like every so often that really fascinates me. So I read one interview with her where she said um, if she, that she doesn't feel she needs to explain to people if, if people doesn't, don't understand that she's black. She's like, because if I have to explain to you about how Africans were put inside of Latin America, then... Uh, and then it's no need for us to have a conversation. And I was like, that is really smart. Like she really, she talked about, she she was really like, 
I guess, poignant on that point that because she is Latin, I want to say she's Cuban, maybe. I'm actually going to look that up. So um, she was saying that it doesn't mean that she's not black, that she owns the, her blackness from her, her Latin American heritage. And I was like, you know what? You go ahead, Cardi B, because she's talking real now. She got, she, got, she got a little bit of sense. She got a little bit of sense. So I actually do watch, like, um, I watch, like, interviews with her because I think that it's really fascinating. So she, her father is Dominican and her mother is Trinidadian. Um, so she has a Latin heritage and she, and she totally owns her blackness. And that's actually not true for all people with Latin heritage. So some of them don't own their blackness, but it's just about where the slave ship drop you off. They drop some people in Latin America and they drop some people in America. <laughs> so <laughs> we all kind of like, had had a very similar uh, uh journey um so it, it's i i think that that's really interesting so i actually wish her the best you know my thing is do you <laughs> do you live your life do you um so that is the spill the little spill on cardi b which is really really interesting i think that um i do i find her fascinating so if you have a comment or a question on some of the things that we are talking about, you can give me a call at 203-872-7356 or 203-684-8907. So we are talking about a little bit about everything today. A little bit about current events, a little bit about uh, little gossip gossip here and there. Um, Let's see what else is uh what else is is trending on the timeline. I had a couple of things that I did want to um um mention. Oh, here's a that's what I want to talk about. So, let's talk a little bit about Trump's latest uh his latest ex- uh I guess it's an executive order, right? So, Trump signs an order calling for work requirements in welfare programs. This is interesting. Now, I don't think it's no secret that I'm not a huge fan of Trump. However, I believe in finding the silver lining and stuff. And I read a couple of articles about this. So here is kind of like the summary of it. So uh, the Trump has signed an order that will either make stricter requirements or requirements for certain people. And it's not clear those exact people or what the requirements are who benefit from uh, welfare to get jobs and to work their way off of welfare dependence. Now this is not necessarily a bad thing. So I'm going to say I actually like what I read because they are putting money behind it. So it's not like they're just saying we're kicking people off of assistance if you don't ha- if you're not completely disabled. So they're not saying that. They're saying we are actually going to give states money to create economic mobility programs for people who are on welfare. I think that that is awesome. I will think it is, it's even more awesome if 
they put some of those requirements in helping people build businesses. I would really think that was awesome. So I'm actually going to be watching this story because I think that it's going to be interesting watching to see what they come up with. So apparently he's given um, all of the major departments inside of his administration 90 days to come up and present to him ways in which and programs that ineffective programs that can be eliminated effective programs that can be implemented or programs that can be, that can receive more funding um, to help people uh, get off of welfare and become more go to work or create a skill. I would really love now. It's not in the article. I read a couple articles. One of them that I'm looking at now is on the Hill, but um, I haven't seen anything about creating businesses, but that would be really interesting if, if they actually did that. So I don't think that it's necessarily a bad thing. I mean, I think that, of course, people are on, many people are on welfare because they have no other option. I don't think that you will find a lot of people who, I mean, there's some outliers probably, um, but I don't think you're going to find a lot of people who are like, I prefer to be on welfare and collecting welfare instead of, you know, earning my own keep. I don't think that there's a lot of people like that. So if you give people an opportunity, I think that it will, that they'll take it. So I think that this is going to be a really interesting watching this develop and seeing how the Department of Health and Human Services um, embrace the order and see what they recommend. So this is something definitely worth watching. I think that it could possibly be a silver lining coming out of this administration. And I am actually looking forward to um, seeing what happens with that. Because, you know, some of the stuff that he signed, everybody's raising an eyebrow, but not, nothing is all bad. And that's just my optimistic way of looking at the world, right? Nothing is all bad. Even in the depths of winter when everything is covered with snow and we're freezing, in my mind, I think to myself, yes, I would love to be in Costa Rica right now, but the daffodils and the tulips and the daisies that are under the ground, they are really enjoying this and they are benefiting from this. So somebody benefits either way. I would really benefit if I could go to Costa Rica during that time and then think about the daffodils from there, but that's that's next year. (laughs) (laughs) so that's my goal for next year to uh be thinking about how nice the daffodils feel how cozy they're feeling underneath the snow in connecticut while i'm in costa rica (laughs) so here is another one i another thing that came across my timeline today so the bank of bank of america is now going to stop lending companies who make assault type weapons the report says This is really interesting, really, really interesting. So they're going to stop lending to companies that make assault type weapons. So does that mean they're not going to lend money to the military or companies that sell assault weapons to the military? So hmm. The, the gun control thing is it has so many different sides and so many different perspectives for to it. It's really It's really kind of like a catch-22. Is there a need to hunt with an assault rifle? No. 
Is there a need in the world for assault rifles? Probably, because as much as we would love world peace, it does not exist. And, you know, so there is a need, and does everybody. So here's my spiel. So I'm going to say my spiel about uh, the gun control. Like, I'm nobody, but this is just what I've been thinking, right? (laughs) I think that we should have an additional license for you to have an assault rifle. You know how, like, you can get your license to drive a car. We get our license to drive a car. But if you want to drive an 18-wheeler, you have to then go get a CDL license. You are getting, you're getting additional training. You, it is a bigger vehicle. It's more dangerous. It is, you need, there's special requirements for that type of vehicle. There's special training you need for that vehicle. There is, so you have to get an additional license. Same thing, even if you're doing, if you're going from driving a car to driving a motorcycle, we have a motorcycle license, right? You can't just get a car permit or a car license and then you can drive anything with wheels. There are licenses for specific type of vehicles. So why don't we just have that for guns, right? So we're not going to ban guns in America. It's just not going to happen. I just I honestly feel that. Like we're we are a gun loving toting country and uh, we are I personally believe that the reason why the second amendment was put in the constitution is because not even our forefathers trusted the government wholeheartedly and they wanted people to be able to be armed. And that's just the truth. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. That's fine. But you should have a license to have a gun because it is very different than owning a knife or owning a brick or a bat. You should have a license to have a gun. And I don't think that we should tell everybody in America that you cannot have an assault rifle. Maybe some people just like assault rifles, just like, you know, some people like Toyotas and some people like sports cars like Ferraris, right? That doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. I think that we should have a specific license. And with that licenses, you should have to have a psychologist sign off on it. Like, why not? You can have an assault rifle. You have to go through additional training. You have to get signed off by a psychologist. And then here, you can have an assault rifle. So if you're willing to go through that in order to get the rifle, then, hey, happy rifling. I think, I personally think that that is a reasonable compromise. Do I think 18-year-olds need assault rifles? No. We should, we can make that a part of the requirements. You have to be 25. You know, for a long time, you couldn't rent a car for until you were 25. Like, even though you could drive at, like, 16 in some states, car rental places would not rent you a car until you were 25. The fact that your brain is not fully developed until you're 25 is a part of that. So I think that that is really, if you think about it physiologically as well, like, when are when is the center of the brain that uh, has impulse control fully developed? That would be 25. When your brain hormones start stabilizing, that would be 25. So why can't we say, you know, you can get a gun permit at 18, but you have to be 25 to get any type of assault or automatic weapon? I personally think that's a good compromise. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people that disagree with me. And that's why I'm just Mubarak on mornings with Mubarak Radio.
So that so the Bank of America is is that's interesting. They must not um they must not lend money to the military or deal with the military if they're going to stop lending money to makers of the guns. But I'm sure that there will be a whole bunch of other people, other banks that will be happy to lend them money because that's just the world we live in, the competitiveness of it. So really interesting, really interesting stuff. If you are just tuning in, you are listening to Mornings with Mubaraka. And I'm here every Wednesday morning at 10 a.m. Uh, and you can listen live on, we got like five places. You can listen on 103.5 FM on your radio dial in the New Haven area. We broadcast live from downtown New Haven, Connecticut. We're streaming live on TuneIn Radio, which you can find on an app and on the internet so that you can listen live any place in the world. NewHavenIndependent.org. And we're live streaming on Facebook, New Haven Independent, as well as Facebook Fit Muslimah. You can listen to us no matter if you're in your car, doesn't matter if you are uh, at work, put on some headphones, listen in. I'm here every Wednesday morning or streaming every Wednesday morning um, at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So today we are just gabbing about um, all of the things that are in the news, all of the things that's going on in the world. So some of the other things that are in the news. So we talked a little bit about um, Zuckerberg. Uh, he's testifying today for the second time, um, testifying not just about um, not just about the privacy of Facebook that Facebook uh, gives you, but he's also testifying about some of the things that they found after the election of how Russia manipulated and used uh and used uh social media and social media not just facebook but this is something that twitter has had to contend with um facebook has uh, some of the interesting things that they are going to be implementing is so and i thought that this was really fascinating it's fascinating for a few reasons both from a business marketing perspective and from a consumer perspective so Facebook is starting in June, they said they are doing transparent advertising. So you can actually, the consumer, meaning the person that has the page, if you see an ad on your page, you can actually click on that ad and it will show you all the ads that that advertiser did. So if an advertiser is actually running a Republican uh, um, smear ad and a Democratic smear ad because they're just trying to create divisiveness, you will be able to see that. But we just have to be smart enough to look. I think that that is really interesting. And he pointed out that it's even more transparent than the advertisements that we see on TV and radio because right now on TV and radio, you can't do that. You can't click on an advertiser and see like what are the ad, the types of ads that they are um, that they are uh, putting out there. It's interesting from a consumer perspective, as long as we are conscious and aware. And it's interesting from an advertisement and marketing perspective because it is certainly going to keep advertisers and marketing marketers a little bit more honest and authentic in the ads that they're putting out. Because if you know that the consumer is going to see right through it, 
because you're like say basically talking out of two sides of your face, then you're going to be less likely to really create dishonest ads. I think that that is going to be really interesting. And he, they are pushing it out in June before the November elections. So this November elections um, will be able to honestly assess some of the, some of the ads and advertisement campaigns that we see on our timeline And speaking of November elections, Speaker Paul Ryan will not seek re-election in November. Hmm. He is retiring. That is interesting. He has been the face of the Republican Party for a while. So it is going to be interesting to see who runs in his place. So he's not just like, I'm not going to be the speaker of the house. Like he is just not running for reelection altogether. So that is going to be really interesting. I am looking forward to November elections. It is going to be like, we need like, we need some TV company to do like a political reality show. Not like one of those fake show, like, you know, um, um, a VP or anything like that. But like, really follow like choose two opposing um um candidates and like follow them and create a show and create a show around it that is going to be really interesting because we have a lot of of I'm looking forward to watching Florida because a lot of those representatives was very dismissive of these young people who were asking for gun control. And many of them are 18 and many of those parents vote. So it's going to be interesting watching them as a state. Um, And it's going to be interesting watching now some of our federal elections for Congress and Senate. So, That is some of the things that are going on in the world and my little spiel on it, my little two cents. I want to thank you for listening. You have been listening to Mornings with Mubarak on WNHHLP, where we talk about national issues for a local level through a lens of diversity. And I think we did that today. So until next week, I want to remind you, as I do each week, be a voice and not an echo.